Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Aries. And this is Playboy Revisited. As usual, we'll start out with a drink recipe if you're 21 and over. These are called Bacardi Devils. Um, They're made of three or four parts of light Bacardi, one part dry vermouth. Stir it like the devil with ice and then add your favorite garbage, which in my case, I added an olive because I felt like that was typically martini. Turns out, not a huge martini fan. I thought you said garbage. Olives are garbage. Okay, well, I thought you meant like dead ass, like garbage, like... What I like to do is I like to like get an, like an old sock and I like to put a bunch of like garbage and filth and then I do like a tea bag where you just get like a cup of water and then put that It's like cowboy coffee. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. It, it makes you feel great and I love it. So once you've got your drink and your favorite garbage, <laughs> um, settle down because what we're talking about today is leisure time. I felt like this was a convenient topic considering... We just passed the year anniversary of the most leisure that I have ever experienced in my entire life, aka me being trapped at home during COVID in my apartment. AKA millions of people dying, but I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm glad you're getting some leisure time while others are dying. I'm very nice of you. How privileged you are. Because your experience has been so different. You're just spreading the COVID. I'm going out in these trenches. If somebody's going to die, I'm going to die with them. All right, that's the difference. (laughs) Seems like I really have a lot in common with the people who are writing this article about leisure time. It is, it is, again, the most white, privileged men who are talking about leisure time. So this is this article that we'll be talking about today. It's called The Uses and Abuses of the New Leisure. And the whole kind of topic of it is the consideration that leisure time will increase, um, specifically by, they're saying, the early 2000s with automation, with robots taking all of our jobs from us. We'll have leisure time more so than we did previously. And it's talking about kind of like what that's going to mean for Americans. So in my case, it's meant that I have suffered horribly in my lockdown. Oh, yeah. You've, you've been had to stay home, but other people are dying. Poor you. I am doing my duty by staying at home. And <laughs> complaining about it the whole time. Oh my gosh, it's hard to be lonely. We're built to be social creatures. I'm not trying to justify it. (laughs) I get it, I get it, I get it. (laughs) So so the uses and abuses of the new leisure. Uh, The people that they're featuring here to kind of talk about it are Steve Allen, who's like a television star. You might have heard of him. Uh, This guy, Cleveland Amory, who's a chronicler of high society. Uh, John Diebold, who... um, did a lot of research into automation. Paul Goodman, who's a writer um, and also like a thinks writes a lot about utopia. Walter Kerr, who is a drama critic. Norman Podhurst, who's um, also a social critic. Gene Shepard, he's a radio dude. Yeah, all of and... these sound like fake professions. All of these sound like you just do nothing and get paid for it. A social critic? I criticize everybody. Why, why don't I get paid for that? That's actually a really good point. Like, yeah, these guys are just, they're entertainers or critics or writers. So they know something about leisure time. They they spend a lot of the article complaining about like, oh no, people are going to have too much leisure. Like it's going to be a problem. But like, yeah, you're right. Their careers are leisure time. (laughs) 
Um, just to start us off, I kind of want to define leisure. So for me, what leisure means is it kind of works in contrast to work. Like you can't have one without the other. You can't have leisure without having like a work requirement that is the opposite of leisure. And then, you know, hopefully that if you're working, you have some leisure time. So it's, it's just kind of the converse of in this case like being in an office and clocking your nine to five but in general just like the converse of work when you have downtime and how you're going to spend that yeah i mean if you don't have a job and all you do is chill and then you can't really call it a leisure time you're just a bum you're just unemployed that's how you are uh yeah you do need you do need to put some work and it's not even like having a job like maybe you're an athlete or maybe you go to school to me leisure time is just doing absolutely nothing there's nothing more in the world that I love than just doing nothing. It's so relaxing. I think that these men would take some sort of problem with that. The first thing that they start up out with is whether leisure could be a bad thing because we would just waste it. You know, whether or not leisure has to be productive. And so most of them come to the conclusion that like leisure does in some way have to be productive in terms of like leisure as a hobby, leisure as, you know, doing sports or watching sports, leisure as a way that you can spend your downtime so that you can be more productive during your working time. They're saying, you know, <laughs> you don't, you don't just get leisure. You have to like deserve leisure, which I'm inclined to disagree with. Yeah. Well, it's easy to say that when you're, when your job is a leisure, you put these dudes in a construction job. And first of all, they're not going to last a week. Second of all, when the weekend comes around, they're going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to stay in bed all day because my feet are killing me. Like, these guys don't know how bad it is to, like, work a, a tough job. So to them, like, leisure time, to them, leisure time is probably, like, invest in the stock market. Literally, okay, you are so spot on without having read this article because, like, on one hand, yeah, that's that's one of the things that they say leisure time means more time for money management. And on the other hand, there's one guy who's, like, kind of considerate. And he specifically says the trouble with the shorter work week is that it's inclined to be shorter for those who don't need it as opposed to those who could use it. So specifically... If you're a hard laborer, you could benefit from more leisure time to like freaking rest your body, recover from the hard work that you're doing. But with the increase in like automation and increase in free time, that's more likely to be for guys who are social critics or people who are like working in an office and like just bored. Um, obviously, we haven't had enough of a decrease. This is something interesting that I learned the other day. The 40-hour work week was built when you had um, like a very stereotypical idea of a nuclear family where the woman stayed home from work. And so the 40-hour work week actually had that built-in structure of unpaid labor of a woman in the household. But now like when, when we have a lot more families with two parents working, the 40-hour work week, it doesn't work. It's not built for that. It's built to have the woman at home. It's awful. The 40-hour week thing is so bad. Imagine working... 40 hours just to get, what, 48 hours of a break or something like that? And it's not even that. It takes up your whole day. You wake up at 9 in the morning, 5 p.m. You got to go through traffic and all that. You spend your whole day like this, your whole week, and then you get 48 hours. What are you going to do? You want to, oh, let me invest in my finances. No, dude. Go have a beer. Lay down. Nothing wrong with that. It's one thing to have like Don Draper not knowing his kids at all, but it's a whole other thing to have your kids have to be in like after school programs for their entire childhood and you never get to spend any prime free time with them because you you're both your parents have to be in the office at all times. So it's not it's not built to be a sustainable structure. And of course, like everything else in 
capitalism. It's really just built to suck out our souls in order to make a profit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that these guys are like writing these articles. These guys are just victims to like this capitalistic world we live in. And the thing about that is they're not even big victims in a bad way. They're like the brainwashed ones who have it good compared to every other person. I also hate when I see people talk about how they hate uh, or like they're like, oh, I'm not built for a nine to five. Nobody is. Nobody Nobody should work in nine to five. Who grows up and be like, man, I want to have an office job and then have no leisure time. When I'm off on the weekends, I'm going to invest in the stock market. That's my life. That sounds awful. That sounds like American Psycho. And we all know how that turned out. <laughs> it's like every Instagram post that I've seen this week, which is like, we were just made to lay under trees and eat fruit. And here I am, yeah. <laughs> grinding away in the office. Thank you, capitalism. Also, I also hate that. I hit the opposite side of that. When they're like, oh, we were just meant to lay down in the flower field. Like, no, bro, go do something. Go, don't be a bum. Go do something. But also, uh, you know, working uh, or being like slaved off to work is also a very bad thing. It should be a better medium. We have the same structure we had way back in the, like you said, in the nuclear family. It's been decades since that. We have had, we've had no progress. I'm pretty sure the nope. minimum wage hasn't changed much since then either. Um, mm-hmm. So is I don't know. We've made no progress, and I, I hate that these old men are telling us what to do with our leisure time when we're too busy. The thing that sucks is they claim that we're going to have so much more leisure time than we currently have. Like what this article specifically says is that by the year 2000, Americans are going to have 60, sorry, 600 billion more hours of leisure time because of automation, because of like all the robots who are taking over, et cetera. But we're not really, see- I mean, <laughs> I wasn't a, I'm, I wasn't smart enough to Google the numbers prior to recording this podcast. It's but not I don't 600 think, billion. No, yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. It seems like we're grinding. Yeah, this, that's that's just an absurd number. I wish we had 600 billion hours of leisure time. I wouldn't be, you know, breaking my back to pay rent. That would, 600 billion is a lot. A billion is a lot. I'll take an extra day off if I could. If I, if I could afford an extra day off, I would take it. Do you ever feel like leisure time can be a curse? Yeah. Yeah. And you can get a little too lazy or something. You don't want to go back to work. That's your downfall right there. It, there, there does have to be a medium be, uh, between working and leisure time, definitely. And I think leisure time is very healthy. There's nothing bad with it. Leisure time will make you want to go back to work refreshed. It makes me mad when my work will like give me extra days off and in lieu of like being, you know, free time for me when really the whole consideration is just that like, hey, we're doing this so we can make you more productive when you come back. It's a little evil. I mean, I'd rather that than like not having time off. But. Yeah, it's the, it's a, hey, we're doing this so you don't hate us. Go, mm-hmm. go enjoy yourself. And then come back and work harder than before. Exactly. We're just going to, we, we're going to keep getting money. It'd be easier if we could just explore you in the meantime. But work and leisure, they're, they're tied so intricately together in our capitalist system that you can't separate one from the other. Um, for you, like, what do you, what do you do to counter your work week? How do you spend your weekend leisure time? And is it as productive as these men want it to be for you? No, it is everything these guys don't want it to be. First of all, these guys don't even want me in their country. I'm an illegal immigrant. This is a callback from the last few episodes. I do my little uh, drinking, my little tequila drinking because I'm a Mexican. Uh, I love to drink with my friends. We like to play video games. We do a whole whole lot of nothing. We're not productive in the slightest, and I love it. 
it's so fun to me. I have such a good time. If I don't have that, I feel like my weekend's almost wasted. Maybe there's underlying issues between that. Maybe I should go see a therapist, but we're not going to talk about that at the moment. That is for uh, the next few episodes, so y'all stay in here. That's not leisure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next episode, we're going to bring my therapist, and we're going to interview him. <laughs> no, um, I love to, like, uh, I don't love to drink, but, like, I feel like drinking is, is fun, you know, so I like to do it. Cheers. Uh, cheers to that. And I, li- I love to play video games. So, like, Call of Duty? Yeah, I love Fortnite. Oh, you ever play Fortnite? <laughs> Fortnite, Fortnite? I love it. That in um, Among Us? You play Among Us? <laughs> Stop speaking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, everybody go play Ocarina of Time. It is the greatest game of all time. Uh, yeah, but, like, there's also other things that, like, I like to do that think- people would think it's a lot more intellectual than playing a video game, like reading a book or doing a crossword puzzle, you know, something old, old white people like to do. You know, I don't really think of it as like, oh, was this a productive weekend for me? I just look back as, was this fun? Would I rather be doing this than work? Most of the time, my answer is going to be yeah, hundred percent. Would I would I rather be in a jail cell than work? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is just the brilliance of my mind. Like I said, next we're going to bring my therapist in, and he's going to tell you everything that's wrong about me. It's going to be a long episode. Uh, oh my gosh, please like and subscribe. Uh, episode five, live from the psych ward. <laughs> I bet you that's been done before. Yeah. I can almost guarantee and it. And if it hasn't, we gotta be the first to do it. I'll get my crazy socks on. You know you know those socks, right? We can end the podcast. I'm gonna go cry. Thank you all for listening to Play Where Revisit It. <laughs> um, so have you taken up any new leisure time activities during your quarantine downtime? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, and I learned this before quarantine, uh, but cross-stitching, it's a little bit of a niche hobby, but cross-stitching is pretty fun and it's really relaxing. It calms me down. I'm a very anxious person, so even video games will get me anxious. You know, I'm like, Okay, but let's not pretend like you're not an absolute copycat on that one. Well, okay, uh, Sarah taught me, wow, look at you trying to gatekeep cross-stitching. <laughs> you really try to gatekeep cross stitching? <laughs> old white lady's favorite pastime. Apparently, it only belongs to you. Wow! As soon as a brown person gets to doing it, now you want to gatekeep. Oh my god! <laughs> gentlemen, this is your host. This is your host right here. Yeah, y'all rocking with her? I don't know about that, man. But yes, cross stitch has been one of them. Um, also, not one that's like new because I've I've been into like movies since I was a kid. But I've been watching a lot more movies because I I'm I'm at home all day, so I get to not just Goodfellas over again like yeah. two hundred times. Yeah, I'm not just watching the same Martin Scorsese movies. I'm watching women where uh I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching just porn. <laughs> oh, no 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 no! My favorite my favorite leisure time now is just a stock woman. <laughs> okay, but I'm a social critic. You critique women. I critique women. I was like, hmm, that's my favorite pastime. I uh, know. <laughs> I've been watching movies, um, cross stitching. Those are some of the things that I've like done that I haven't done as much. And maybe something like, not. It's not like meditating, but to me it is. And it's just laying in bed and staring at the ceiling and thinking to myself, hey you're not that good of a person. Maybe you should work on that. But do you put in any of the work? No, no. I mean, I guess we can ask your therapist next week. Yeah, but... well, he'll tell you the same thing now. If anything, I've actually gotten worse. 
happened before. But at least I acknowledge it this time. I'm not going to give you credit for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I would have been able to acknowledge it if I didn't have this leisure time. So thank you for making me realize what a bad person that I am. Well, they they actually, they talk about that, like the sitting and staring at the ceiling. They say, oh, they have a lot to say about um, leisure time and how that leads to introspection. Like specifically, they're like, uh, leisure time could be problematic because, quote, it tests a man's conception of himself yes. and that, quote, leisure is a frightening thing unless you're ready for a confrontation with yourself. Exactly. Which, like, I mean, same here. Like, all the time that I've spent alone in my apartment, half of it I've spent, like, huddled up in the corner of my couch under a blanket. Like, what am I doing here alone? <laughs> yeah, humans humans should not think. Uh, they should just work. They, we are machines and we should work for these old white men. No, nah, it is true, though. Uh, the more time you have to yourself, the more you learn about yourself. And then the more you think to yourself, like, man, these companies are exploiting me. Maybe I should relax or maybe I'm not a good person. And I got to do better or something like that. It's really hard for me to have leisure time because of that introspection, because it's like so much of just like time that you have to think about yourself and think about your goals and your priorities of which I have none. And it's, it's a lot. No, I love it. I mean, I don't have any goals or priorities. I'm barely here. Like I've been winging this my whole life, but I think it's so cool where I could like, just like think to myself, like, man, this is like, this is you, this is your life. This is kind of crazy, isn't it? And that's all it is. But like, I, I love it. I love thinking about stuff. Just like kind that. of dissociating yeah. a little bit. Yes, I love dissociating so much. So much. I don't want to be perceived by anybody if I could just be like... But you. It seems like you don't mind being perceived by yourself. That's my problem with introspection. They say in the article that, quote, introspection is like bad masturbation because you're like violating yourself and you can do more harm than good by like spending all that time thinking about yourself. And like, I feel that. No, no, no. It's because no, I've given myself consent. I've given myself consent. I am down with it. Now, I do get what you're saying, though, because, you know, it really, uh, if you keep yourself busy with like work or some hobbies of yours, you don't. You know, you don't really think about these things that may weigh you down. Uh, it all depends on the person, really. I think I, I personally really love it. I, I'm kind of a, what do you call it, a masochist. I love, like, just telling myself that I'm a loser, that I'm not going to achieve anything. We do need, really need to have your therapist on the next episode. Oh, no, yeah, he's he's actually on his way to my apartment right now. I, I gave him a, a, a scary email. I told him some scary stuff. I was like, hey, have you heard the song Stand by Eminem? Yeah, Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you ain't calling. Yeah, I wrote him something similar to like that. So he's actually on his way. And the authorities are. Cool. Tune in there for next episode. <laughs> from the psych ward or from prison? <laughs> or from Mexico? Let's find out. No, or maybe all of the above. <laughs> the, psych ward, the psych ward inside the prison in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I can't spend time like you spend time staring at the ceiling. <laughs> you're a professional, really. Like, you're so much more of a social person, though. Like, you're a lot more social than I am. You are... A lot less capable, but a lot more needy. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> I've seen you talk to other people. You are not good at it. <laughs> 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 this is coming from somebody who hates talking to people. But, like, you thrive off it. Like, you feel good when, like, those things happen. And I'm not saying that I hate it, but I just, I'd rather not talk to other people. I would just, I love spending time alone. Unless it's like all my friends, like the same group of friends I've had for like over a decade. I love those guys to death. I am at home with them, right? But yes, I love staying home. And to somebody like you who's not used to being forced to stay inside all the time, it's, it's going to be an awful time. It and then it's going to make you think about yourself a lot, which is for you a bad thing. Uh, good. I hope, I hope you're miserable. <laughs> <laughs>
You're just praying on my downfall. I've been praying on your downfall. There's not enough gods to pray on your downfall. It's been doing some work, though, to be honest. Good. I hope so. Some of it has just been me personally. Like, I've been having to take matters into my own hands. Okay, that's accurate. <laughs> okay, so the next thing that I kind of want to just, like, do a rundown of um, is some of the things that they talk about, uh, like, their assumptions of what people are going to spend their free time on in the future. Um, okay, wait. For context, when was this written? 1965. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So the first thing that they talk about, I, I this is my favorite thing that they mention. Um, they talk about the fact that more leisure time will mean more just kind of like a placated, pleasureful experience. And so they they reference like the most <laughs> commonly referenced, but like my favorite psychological study where uh, rats basically press down on the bar and get food. And if they keep pressing down on the bar, they keep getting food and it activates the pleasure center of their brain for them to do this repetitive activity that seems to be rewarding. Um, so within a vacuum, like that's just an interesting study. But I think the way that it's applicable now and specifically the way that it's been applicable for so many people who have just been sitting on their couch during quarantine is social media. Yes, you all you're doing is pulling down on the bar and refreshing the feed and getting that pleasure center of your brain hit. It was literally designed based on that study no, to be that way. We are rats. We are hamsters. We are rodents. I mean, yeah, no, we're not much more advanced. No, yeah, me. I am addicted to TikTok. I spent so much time on TikTok. It is embarrassing. TikTok is taking over my life. Yeah, and this would have never happened if you know if they had this leisure time because I downloaded TikTok during this quarantine. And I made you download it during this quarantine. You didn't even want to download it before, but I made you download it. And now look at us. And I suffer. Yeah, now look at us. Now we are uh, facing our, the consequences of TikTok and us being rude. Yeah, I mean, that's that for me is like the way that I have just eaten up all of my free time. It's such a waste. I mean, such a waste. I don't always uh, care about what this one person that I talk to one time in high school is doing but they're on my instagram feed so you know that i'm gonna scroll through whatever pictures they posted okay, no no that's just a youth thing though that's just a youth <laughs> thing i don't you gotta speak to your therapist about this bring your therapist next week and then we're gonna have a battle with therapists mine versus yours fist fights to the death but no that's just a youth thing because i don't care i don't care about like other people what other people are doing I don't particularly either, but they're on my feed and I want but my feed to refresh so I that I can e keep scrolling through Instagram. I don't even have on my feed. You, you follow like 900 people. That is absurd. I do get it because I'm also a slave to social media 100%, but I also, I'm a slave to like the content that like I get from people that I don't care about. Yeah, I know because you didn't like my last photo on Instagram, rude. I don't even, I think I have notifications on. I don't want to see you on my, on my phone. <laughs> 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 my rat brain needs that validation that is true but that's the thing you need to hit that pleasure center. that's the thing I, I i'm trying to be the human in this thing so like i'm trying to i'm trying to make you my rat <laughs> along the lines of like <laughs> their predictions about i mean it's not directly a prediction about social media but i think it's pretty applicable but along those lines one thing that they predicted that is just so insanely spot on is the use of computers, which really doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but like straight up, computers in 1965, they were calculators, like, or a giant computer system that takes up like a whole room. A whole room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And one of the guys in the article, he talks about computers and he predicts that they're going to be a source of not only like an ability to make work better and faster, but also a source of entertainment. And that 
<laughs> again, it's not that revolutionary like to us now, but back then, huge deal. Yeah, no, that's actually like spot on, especially in the 60s. I don't think many people would have guessed that. I think a lot of people would have guessed that computers were just going to be like a government work type of thing. But now people are, are on the computers, you know, looking at stuff that makes them happy. Uh, for we know what you're talking about for, a, for a lack that. of better words <laughs> which is nuts and then even more than that our phones are basically almost like they're pretty much a computer yeah no they're they're super spot on like the quote is literally directly the computer will be used for leisure so i think both of those pretty spot on um one thing that i haven't really landed on whether or not this is true or if it's just been true within like my corner of the internet that i've been watching other people live their lives in but drugs um specifically this is written in 1965 so at the time it was like right on the heels of like the free love free acid movement and what they're talking about a lot here is the use of psychedelics especially in terms of introspection in terms of like <laughs> learning and developing yourself um but they're talking about the fact more leisure time means that you're going to have more drug experiences which i think is that alone is accurate um Although I don't know how much statistically the increase in psychedelics has been since the beginning of quarantine. No, I think it has increased, honestly. I mean, if you if you gotta spend your whole day alone, and then a lot of these um, psychedelics will take hours, you know, uh, as a high, up to like eight hours or more. Um, so you know, now's the time to do it, guys. If you want to do drugs, do them right now. Do all of them. Uh, obviously, you know, you got to be careful with these drugs. And so, like, I get why they would be worried, but I think I, I think they are also. Well, they um, talk about it. They actually talk about it in a good way. Like, it's really interesting ooh. how if white people decide that they like drugs, right? they can just be like a, a cool, fun thing to do. I mean, really, like the way that what they about, talk about acid. What about crack and cocaine? I'm on that all the time. Why is that a bad one? But acid is a good one. Um, because they decided that black people do crack. So, yeah. Also, uh, what's his, I think Reagan. He implements a crack in the hoods, and I swear to God, when I when I die and go to hell, I'm gonna meet him up first first thing. But like, yeah, no. When white people decide that drugs are good and fun and yeah. experiential, that's I mean, that's the case. And I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think in 1965, it was legal to do acid. Um, and so people like your regular people, like your next door neighbor, could do acid for a fun hallucinatory experience so like that's a, like that's a good leisure time they were saying that they assumed that that would increase because they were already using it for leisure at the time until of course we had a war on drugs and more restrictions about those things another thing that they talk about that i personally agree with is the idea that more leisure time means you're more likely to go back to the things you did in childhood because childhood was like the last time that you had so much leisure yes time. yes 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 okay you know nothing about this you didn't have a childhood you just grew up as an 18 year old woman let me tell you about this okay since quarantine started i've been playing a lot of video games that i had played as a kid i've been playing video games you know like i said i play video games at, at all times even if i don't have leisure time i will make time for it but since i've had so much more time i've gone back to games i haven't played in years like recently i got back to playing mario 64 mario sunshine mario galaxy uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. These are so wonderful, and I feel like a little kid again. Like these things have made me genuinely happy, and I get obsessed with them. And that's the best thing that's happened to me in a good while. And it's it's because of this leisure time. I love it. These guys are spot on. Wow, these guys should run our country. 
Dude, I mean, I, I agree. Like for me, going back to my childhood during quarantine, I have played hours of karaoke revolution on my PlayStation just, 2. Just as good as Ocarina of Time. Just as good. If Honestly, not better. probably better. If not you better, should see yeah. the fashions from the early 2000s. Yeah, Incredible. No, the Ocarina of Time walked so that that game could run. <laughs> we love karaoke revolution. I also rewatched all of the Barbie movies. Great. Phenomenal. Also, just as good as Goodfellas. <laughs> But I think, I mean, I think that's true. And like people I've talked to too, they found, especially at the beginning when we were getting used to having so much free time, they found themselves doing a lot of things that were from their childhood. And again, like the the reasoning that this article gives is that it's because the last time you had any free time was when you were a kid, because now we've been forced into the system of school and work and scheduled time outside of that. But yeah, so going back to your childhood, um, one thing that would be true in any other situation, travel. Um, of course, it's a little less possible now than it could have been in another leisure situation. But I mean, there's people dying out, so we probably shouldn't be outside. We are in a pandemic. Another thing that they mentioned in the article, and this one is like an obvious one, is uh, more free time, more leisure time means uh, more uh, sex. Um, which again is something that's kind of been a little bit inconvenient given the current circumstance. Yes. It's not like you can have a bunch of random hookups with multiple people. And <laughs> I haven't followed attention of a woman in like four years because of this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, you know, pleasure yourself. <laughs> yeah. So that's, of course, a way that people have been using their free time. Uh, another way, handicraft. They mentioned just kind of generally, but, you know, we've spent a decent amount of time, leisure time during quarantine, uh, doing our favorite handicraft. <laughs> that sounds gross. Cross-stitching. I'm talking about cross-stitching. We, we do we do a little handies. Cross-stitch. Well, no, yeah. Uh, these things are re- very rewarding because when you see, like, the final outcome, it's so nice to look at. Uh, even if it's just, like, cross-stitching or maybe you want to build a desk, uh, so rewarding to like just look at the final product and be like i did that i did it from scratch i think that's a great use of your leisure time honestly better than sex yeah um is what i want to tell myself (laughs) (laughs) uh they also talk about using leisure for social responsibility to their community they talk about this quite a bit how like um you know if leisure gets you down or like one of the drawbacks of leisure being like potentially the introspection and spending too much time alone. The way to combat that is using leisure for that like community feeling. I think that's true. Uh, again, something that's been hard, especially for me, who's been just like an anxious mess about COVID and like unable to leave the walls of my apartment. But I feel like we've done a decent job, especially, you know, at certain specific points during the quarantine at still using this time to act on that social responsibility yeah i think the community is a big part not right now it's kind of harder for you to be in a community now because we are in a pandemic uh yeah no we have like these um video call apps that uh you know they can connect us and since we're all home you can play video games with other people online and then what about the social responsibility i mean like protesting and working towards like a greater community good oh no no no, um, no, no, no posting no, no. black squares on your instagram yeah no none of that i'm yeah no uh human rights not for me but this fortnite uh that's for me no yeah <laughs> um 
I know I've been to uh, quite a few protests already, and uh, these protests I've been to, I'm not ashamed to talk about is stuff such as Black Lives Matter, uh, women rights, and um, Vanessa Guillen's protests. I know I sound like a, a bigot a lot of the time, but I'm not. I swear. Please believe me. Uh-huh. <laughs> believe me. I'm begging you. My future depends on it. <laughs> no, but these communities have been absolutely amazing and they are so mindful about everything even in the times we're in when I go everybody's wearing masks um, they're all being safe they're all trying to be as distant from each other as they can they are handing out um, hand sanitizer you know and they're all doing it in a very respectful manner and you I don't think you ever like really experience what it is to be in a community unless you're with a bunch of strangers, people you don't even know, fighting for the same goal, and you can just get along with that. Um, you know, they're living their own life. You know nothing about them. They know nothing about you, but you both share one com- a common goal, such as human rights. Being with a lot of people who feel the same way as you is so empowering, and it it, it generally does make you feel so productive, and you feel like you did something, um, and and you are you're doing something. You're doing, uh, you know, you're putting yourself out there, and you're doing something for the greater good, and it will affect your community because. Your community are these people who are being um, antagonized against by these, you know, corrupt others. Uh, it makes you feel great. And this is the last, this is the one and only thing I'm going to say that is uh, not it's sarcastic. <laughs> this is it. It's over. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I hate being serious. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's accurate. And that's also the way that they talk about it too. Like, you know, you really, you don't know what it is to be human until you're part of a community. That's also the best way to spend your leisure time is is actively being a part of that community. Uh, Another thing, I think this is the last thing that I made note of that I felt like was really accurate is um, they were talking about a decreased centralization of entertainment. So in the 1960s, especially early 1960s, they were like, what, like three TV channels? (laughs) Like you had three options and they all ended at like midnight or something. Yeah, they weren't even good. Um, They didn't have MTV back in the day. Exactly. And so they they were talking about it in terms of like, you know, we might have more TV stations, we might have more access to media, more people producing their own media. I think the quote was specifically saying that like, every person that you know, in your neighborhood is going to have their own TV show, which maybe is not 100% true well, in terms of TV, but social media. Yeah. Social media. And specifically, our favorite uh, TikTok, TikTok, I feel exactly. like Yes. Yeah. It does a really good job of decentralizing. Like you can, you can post something and random people will see that something. Yeah. Which is a great power, but also a risky thing because that means everybody can post their opinion and not everybody has the best opinion. I think some, some things aren't even opinions, you know, like if a guy is like, women suck or like women shouldn't have any rights that's not an opinion you've been spending too much time on parlor. (laughs) No. Yeah. This is, this is me. I'm the person saying that. Yeah, like that's not an opinion. That's just that's just wrong. That's just a, a bad thing to say. I thought you were gonna say that's not an opinion. That's just that's accurate. just a fact. <laughs> that's not an opinion, bro. That's just that's just a fact, and it should be a law. We should go back to the good old days. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, but you're, no, you're right. I mean, decentralizing means decentralizing for everyone. Yeah, everybody, and yeah, not everybody has the best opinions out there. And then you know, maybe like a young person who is very impressionable could find the wrong person to follow. 
<laughs> well, not to be too like the social network, but theoretically it would be better if we did have access and we're forced to see all things, you know, like you couldn't just exist in your algorithm that gives you only the things that you want to see and builds on only the ideas yeah. that you already have, yeah, but exactly. like you had access to everything. Yeah, if you can look at it um, at everything equally and see every perspective. That way you don't. That way you're not as biased to something, and you get. That would be the real decentralization of entertainment, because even social media, which itself is decentralized, yeah. like Fox you're, News, you're uh, Fox News. Please listen to this podcast. <laughs> so I think I think all of the aforementioned things, like they are pretty spot on. Some of them, you know, kind of inconvenient because of how our leisure time has been spent in a global pandemic. But nonetheless, things that people will be doing with their leisure time. Uh, just want to jump into some claims that I <laughs> would love to dispute. Number one, this is my personal soapbox. They're talking about psychoanalysis as something that's going to grow with the use of leisure time. You just have hours to like lay down on the fainting couch and tell a man with a mustache who's actually not listening to you about how you hate your mother. But I hate psychoanalysis. I thought you were going to say, I, you say I, hate your, I hate my mother. <laughs> I hate no. my mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love my mom. Psychoanalysis is is crap. And in the 60s, it was a big deal because it was like the birth of psychiatry, period. But nothing that Freud has said has been proven. And people love to like support yeah, his ideas as bum. if they're this concrete thing. I will give him credit for giving psychiatry a name, yeah. but the idea that I can't exist happily on this planet because I don't have a penis and therefore only exist in a world of penis envy i do not rate that i do not respect that. yeah freud is a bum dude i don't uh, this guy is openly talking about how he he's attracted to his mother and dude if freud was alive in this day and age he'd be a cracker outside 7-eleven that's how he would be he wouldn't be he was addicted to cocaine yeah, he wouldn't be no philosopher he'd just be a crackhead outside 7-eleven yeah, that's it. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't respect all of his teachings because he, he says really broad stroke things that do have big implications. And, you know, to these white men in the sixties who were like really rep psychoanalysis, it, it means something for them to be like, oh yeah, I guess like my mom is kind of hot. Yeah, they were just and like, oh yeah, I guess women are less than me and everybody has hysteria and needs to be prescribed a combination of opium and cocaine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There were just a bunch of bigots who were in drugs. They were like, I don't no, I mean, this man is kind of spitting. He was not. If anybody wants to talk about how much they hate Freud, hit me up because this is like my favorite subject. But again, I think it's an area where they're wrong because like psychoanalysis has been disproven. It does still exist. It's much less common. Um, and it certainly is not what it was in the 60s where everybody's like, oh, it's this cool new thing that like we really respect and think is going to change the world. Mm. Nah, that's just not going to happen. It was the cool, <laughs> it was the hip thing at the time. The trend. It what? Although it was so hip, psychoanalysis was huge in the sixties. All the cool teens were doing it. Again, it's all about introspection. So, you be, part of psychoanalysis is like you're supposed to talk just stream of consciousness. Like again, you're just laying down on a fainting couch. This man who's like doodling in his notebook, but pretending like he's taking notes, and you're supposed to just talk, and then like whatever comes out. Okay, look, let's do this. You are a woman, so you are inferior to me. I am a man with a mustache. So one thing that I do like about Freud, like the only thing that I respect about him is when he talks about dream analysis, he says that the really telling thing about dream analysis is not, um, is not the subjects in your dream. It's the way that you talk about that. So I'll give you 
value to that. I'll give value to that, but I will not give value to anything else that Freud says. So psychoanalysis, I don't think had as big of a come up as they're claiming that it'll have by the 2000s. Another thing that they say is that there's going to be a decrease in spectator sports, which I guess on one hand, lately, there has been a decrease in actively spectating. No, no way. Like at the stadiums, because you you're can't. still spectating, though. You're actively spectating something, even if it's from a computer. You still, there's people are watching sports now more than ever because they're just home all day. Even if they got to work from home, they could put on a game on their TV. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to do it because they're in a cubicle and their boss comes in and he's like, no, watch the sports. Everybody's watching sports. Even if they don't like the sports, they're going to watch the sports. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, they're saying that it's going to be kind of like a decrease in spectator sports because there's going to be an increase in like, people playing sports but they didn't realize how unhealthy americans yeah 100 we're off that <laughs> i i straight up could not think of an example of this they said one thing that they thought would increase with the increase in leisure time is this idea of like paying to go work somewhere so they're talking about like rich people sending their kids to like basically labor camps yes. like paying money to make them work i can't think of an example of like how that exists in our real life and i certainly hope it doesn't well i can you go to like college and then you set up like an internship to like get some field study. That's kind of the same thing, isn't it? That's true. And that's what a lot of colleges just period. But it, it like none of it is because of leisure time. It's just because of how hard it is to like or like just how messed up our our society is. You know, we live in a society. Do you know that? We do live in a society. We, we be living in a society. Okay, so I guess I guess maybe they do have some points there. I hadn't thought about it that I way. I think they should leave this country, honestly. I think they are the right people to take us forward. I think I think they are leading them and their like. Uh, and then the last thing that they mention um, in the article is talking about decentralizing education with an increase in leisure time means like, oh, the potential for us to change the way that we have always been doing things. I think this would be so dope. And is something that has probably happened a little bit in this like post quarantine society, but decentralizing education as in like your small child does not have to be in a classroom from 8am to 3pm, like sitting, looking at a whiteboard, learning two plus two equals four more so that you can have experiences that are memorable by actively doing things and decentralizing that typical classroom experience. No, yeah. I mean, also on top of that, like their leisure time versus the leisure time we have now are completely different. We are so limited as opposed to like what they think, uh, like their leisure time or what they thought we were going to have now is, you know, the whole world. We can just go outside and do anything we want, but it's not really like that. But I do think um, that would be a good thing. It's like changing how we educate uh, our kids because it's so boring. Uh, I don't think mo- I don't think most kids are just down to sit in the class for eight hours and look at two plus two and A B C D. Uh, there's definitely got to be better better ways. And I yeah, I'm not in, like <laughs> I don't know anything about education, so uh, I'm not. Yeah, you didn't even go to school. <laughs> I really didn't. I didn't go to school. I think there there I I know enough that there has to be a change in the educational system. And so like they were right on like they were right on that. And I do think we have been seeing that a little bit more recently especially because of the pandemic it will be doing like online school and i think moving forward when like these kids go back to class a lot of these teachers will probably uh implement these things that they did online into the into like the in-person class so hopefully you know we get something good out of this 
hopefully we Absolutely. hopefully we get something good out of over a million people dying this article as a whole i think it it does touch on like again a lot of interesting things that I think have panned out to be true. There's, they're really a lot more spot on than you would expect from somebody like more than 50 that's, years ago. That's so shocking because the last, the last two episodes we've done, we've said the same thing. They're, they're kind of spot on. And that's so scary to think of that. Like I'm agreeing with old white men. I don't like these lot. I don't like them a lot at all. They hate me. I don't like them. And the fact that I'm agreeing with them, like, man, they're kind of spot on. Like they're kind of spitting, you know? It makes me sad, and it makes me feel like nothing's ever going to change. That's the hope, but, like, very little has, although we do have those computers to satiate satiate our rap brains now, so (laughs) we've changed that. I'm about to get on TikTok and make a little dance with uh, Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, my goodness. So the last thing that I want to say about this article that, like, I didn't realize until, like, a week after I had read it, they're talking about leisure. They're talking about free time. They're talking about downtime and people being able to stay at their homes and not work. The one thing that they are not talking about is housewives. I mean, like, again, think housewife in 1965, literally spending all of your time at home. Like you don't have a job because you're able to give that unpaid labor just to take care of the children. But there's no, there's no mention of that opinion of the amount of free time that housewives had. So I think that's a consideration that kind of gets left out that, that would have been an interesting thing to reflect on. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure they thought that like the world was going to stay the same, like as far as like uh, economics go and like both parents wouldn't have to be working to like make ends meet. So yeah, I mean, I think, so I think they were pretty comprehensive. I think a lot of these things have been reflected um again in this downtime that I've had and I want to rewrite the record and say I am glad that I have been able to spend this time safe inside my apartment I am thankful for oh here we we go again thank you for thank you millions of people for dying just so I can stay home here we go again just using people's lives as a toy all right Sarah Keep it up. I am mad at all of the governments worldwide who have mismanaged this, and you cannot blame the quarantine on me. Blame it on them. All right. That's very believable. I think that there are some really good points about how you can spend your free time or how we've been spending our free time, um, written by these guys in 1965. But I want to end us with some applicable ways to spend your free time, especially if you're feeling major quarantine slump. First of all, uh, listen to the rest of the episodes on this podcast, like, and subscribe, (laughs) uh, and listen to the playlist that I made and do creative stuff. I've spent the one thing that I told myself that I was going to do at the beginning of quarantine, I'm talking March, 2020 was do this creative endeavor and create this podcast. And I have waited more than a year to make that dream a reality. So if you have any pending creative projects, it's not too late, do it. And it will feel rewarding because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's not what you think it is, or it doesn't matter if you feel like you've waited too long to do it. Take time now. On my end, um, I'm going to be, first of all, play any Zelda game. Um, Ocarina of Time. 
Majora's Mask and Breath of the Wild. Just play them. I don't care if you're not into video games. Just play them. And number two would be uh, Commit a Crime. It could a, a small one. Any crime? A small one. It could be any crime. Just a small one. I'm not telling you to go rob a bank, kill a person. You know, just a small little, small little crime. Whatever you want to do. Uh, and the last thing would be listen to the rest of this podcast. Listen to the other episodes. Uh, we are awful at this. We are so bad, but we will, <laughs> we are really bad. At we this. are so bad, but uh, first of all, you can't even understand half of the things I say because I have an accent. So half of the time, we need subtitles for this. <laughs> <laughs> we need a tr- transcript for this but please listen to them tune in next week for <laughs> the therapist <laughs> tune in next week for the therapist death match <laughs> therapist versus my therapist fist fights the death we will see who wins put your uh place your bets below let me know i got i got i got 10 on my dude let me know email playboy revisited at gmail.com with any questions comments anything you want to be featured on the next podcast and email us if uh email us on who you think is gonna win thanks for listening bye